Welcome to Maximize Your Social, practical and actionable advice on how your business can truly maximize your social media presence. Now, the host of Maximize Your Social, author of the recently published book of the same name and founder of Maximize Social Business, Neil Schaefer. Hey everybody, this is Neil Schaefer. Welcome to another episode of Maximize Your Social. In all honesty, I spent the last week, four days of the last week, recording four, five, six hours a day recording the audiobook version of Maximize Your Social, which I'm really excited when it gets published to hear your feedback, especially if you've been listening to me on this podcast. I, I think you'll enjoy listening to it. But uh, obviously, it took a toll on my voice. I'm actually surprised that I still have a voice left this week. But there you go. After that audiobook recording, I actually spoke on Saturday at the Southland Technology Conference here in Long Beach. And I actually wanted to share with you what I talked about at that conference because that was an IT conference, an IT conference that had a SMAC or social media and the cloud, social media, mobile, social mobile applications, cloud type of track. And they included me so that I could inform these IT professionals and project managers what they need to know about social. Now, when you consult on social business, it's not just about social media for marketing. And indeed, I often have IT folks in the room and I'm pretty passionate that I think that IT professionals can actually play a very proactive role in creating a social media strategy within their company or a social business strategy, whatever name you want to put on it. So I wanted to share with you the few things that I shared with them on these four key areas where I believed they can have a role and they should have a role. And as you all know that, you know, whether it's the maximize your social icon or the maximize social business icon, the whole idea of that icon is you have a square with chairs around it that everybody deserves a seat at the table. And IT is the same. IT has to implement a lot of the technology that marketers want to bring into the fold or platforms that you know HR legal need for disclosure or what have you. Also, I made a point to tell everybody because IT, obviously there's a lot of people who know about the tools that you know th there's a traditional sort of definition of social business or the social enterprise that emphasizes the tools. And I brought up Yammer and, and Salesforce Chatter. I said, look, this is not about the tools. It's really about the concept that social media is permeating every department in every industry. So with that in mind, I wanted to share with you those four areas where I believe information technology professionals can add value in a social business world. And the first area that I talked about was managing the growing volume and complexity of content. Now, we all know how important content is in a social media world. And obviously, if social media is about the convergence of information and communication, what are companies going to share when they're trying to engage with people on their own turf, right? So, you know, the other important thing is that people are contacting companies after they've already made a decision whether or not that whether or not they want to do business with them based on information that they found on the internet. And a lot more of that data is coming from social media. In fact, there's a great stat, and I usually present this when I talk about social selling, that by the time a vendor is contacted by a potential customer, 57% of due diligence has already been done just by researching the internet, asking questions on Twitter, going into LinkedIn groups, what have you. And I also pointed out that you know content marketing 
and the role of content and social is not the same as that technical SEO that we had in the past. The need to create content, you know, optimize content, which would then be put on a number of sites. You create your backlinks and you have the black hat SEO and what have you. And obviously there's many, many different types of social content out there, but I was leading up to the fact that, and I talk about this often that, and if you read maximize your social, that every company should have a blog as part of their social media strategy that, that in essence becomes their home base. And we know the advantages of having the blog and the blog should be a central way. One of the ways in which companies are probably going to be publishing content in the future and managing that content through a content management system. Most large enterprises already have content management systems. I said, look, your marketers may be saying, hey, we wanna be using WordPress because WordPress is just so dominant, powering almost 64% of the top million sites, according to some statistics. So with uh, the IT people in attendance, I just wanted to let them know that the, this increase in content, we're gonna to continue to see that. There's gonna be a need to manage it. It's gonna be a need for a content management system. And as companies end up blogging more, WordPress is going to be something that's going to come up more and more in their discussions internally about social media. So, you know, the, the complexity of managing content and maybe the IT folks already have ways of proactively dealing with helping manage that. But the next one is interesting. I know that a lot of you that listen to this podcast are marketers. So you may be a little bit taken aback. The funny thing is, and point number two of these four points I brought up of where IT professionals can add value is I said that the IT folks can actually take the lead on Google authorship and Google+. This is because a lot of marketing people just don't get it. It's really the technical SEO people that get Google+, the most. And if that's the case and your IT department is already involved in doing technical SEO, I say you take the lead in Google Plus and Google Authorship because there is some technical aspect to it. I first went into sort of what Google Authorship was. And for those of you who don't know it, you know, Google is basically trying to attach the creator of each piece of content that sits out there on the internet with a Google Plus profile. And if you go to Google and you get search results and you see people's profile photos, well, you know that they have actually enabled or applied for Google authorship and Google is saying, hey, this is the person that actually wrote this content. And by the way, this person is in how many circles? So if you did a search for, I think the thing I showed was LinkedIn profile tips, you should see my post on Maximize Social Business of professional LinkedIn profile tips, a checklist of 17 must-have items. You may want to experiment with that and hopefully you'll see my picture. But really, Google authorship is not hard to do, but are companies ready to attach an author to each piece of content? I said, obviously, the SEO benefits are critical. We're already seeing studies that when you have images on search results, those are probably going to get a higher click-through on average than search results that don't have an image, right? And it means if you have a few different authors that have social networks, it's going to be easy for their friends to discover your content, right? And sometimes if these are industry professionals, these friends are other industry professionals. So it could be a very, very relevant audience as well. So I went through, you know, how do you get Google authorship markup going on author pages in your site? And that with this increase in content, I think once companies realize what's happening, they're going to start enabling Google authorship for all of the content authors on their side, especially when we get into employee advocacy and actual employees writing more and more content on behalf of the business. 
as I talked about in Maximize Your Social. And then, you know, I talked about Google Plus, that Google Plus, yes, it's a community, but it's also the social layer. And after showing what the search plus your world impact is on search results with some pretty compiling screenshots, I think everybody really bought into the need to be established on Google Plus to create a community there and to engage and hopefully build a large following and the benefits that follow from that. And at the minimum, you're basically directing Google to let them know what content, what websites, where all your digital properties are and allow them to understand your social layer so that they could give your potential website visitors more relevant search results, right? It's not rocket science yet. You know, a lot of community managers who say, hey, none of my friends are on Google+, why should our business be on Google+, it's, it's that type of attitude that lets, leads me to believe, hey, if you're an IT professional, you go out there and, and take it on behalf of your company. And you know what? Just share what you're doing on Twitter and Facebook on Google+. It, like I said, it, it, it's not rocket science. I'm still surprised by how few companies do this, especially because there's so many platforms now that actually accept their social media dashboards where you can post to a Google Plus business page from there. So you have all the convenience, just do it, right? In the words of the famous Nike quote. Number three, playing a proactive role in employee advocacy. There were a lot of technical people there. And if you work for a technical company that has a, a technical product which requires a technical sell, and you have sales engineers or field application engineers, um, and your IT folks have a, have a good understanding of your product, you know, with employee advocacy, you can play a very, very proactive role. I, you know, was talking about employee advocacy, how I think LinkedIn is the best place for it to start because it's a professional network. I don't think a lot of people want to post company updates on their personal Facebook page. And if you attended Social Media Success Summit, put on my Social Media Examiner, I spent a, a good amount of time telling you how employee advocacy works and how you can best leverage it for your company, including some concrete examples. And I plan to be blogging and maybe have a podcast about this in the future, but obviously your employees as brand advocates for your company are probably your biggest untapped trusted resource. And there are a number of platforms out there that allow you to easily allow your employees to share your content. Maximize Social Business uses GaggleAmp. That's spelled G-A-G-G-L-E-A-M-P.com. And if you go to gaggleamp.com and you look at, I think there's a link for gaggles or public gaggles, you can actually join the Maximize Social Business gaggle and get a feel for what it's like, you know, to give you an idea of what it might be like at implementing that at your own company. If you're looking for the short link for the Maximize Social Business Gaggleamp gaggle, which I highly recommend you join, is gaggleamp.com slash the number eight and then in small case, the letter E as in Edward, P as in Peter, W as in Wind, M as in Mary, R as in Ronald, M as in Mary. And the whole idea about employee advocacy, and this is just a classic quote that I love from Nathan Egan, who's the founder and CEO of one of these employee advocacy platforms called PeopleLinks, that quote, your company has thousands of websites, not just one. Employees are the long tail of your brand identity, end quote. Isn't that brilliant? Why haven't companies woken up to this fact? I don't know. You tell me. But I think that companies will wake up. And as companies wake up, they need to have platforms. They need to have people to create content, to share content. And IT professionals or project managers, wherever people may be in that department, 
you know, can and I believe should play a proactive role in leading their company into this new world of employee advocacy, starting with optimizing your LinkedIn profile and optimizing keywords. So if IT departments are in charge of SEO technical aspects of that, there's another technical aspect here of, for instance, are the keywords of your employees LinkedIn profiles align with the keywords of your company, right? One easy way of thinking about it. Obviously, this is a podcast of what I'm talking about goes way above what I can discuss in 10 minutes. But like I said, hopefully in the future, I'll blog, have more podcasts about it. And as always, I'm not done with this podcast yet. You can't get rid of me yet. But if there's anything you want me to talk about more and maybe devote a podcast to or blog about, let me know. My contact details are at the end of this podcast. Now, the last thing I talked about, the fourth point, was proactively managing social big data. Big data is here. Social big data is here. Some companies are leveraging it. More and more companies will be leveraging it. Get ahead of the game. Be prepared so that when people ask, you're already ready. And I don't need to tell you about the scale of big data or the scale of social big data, of how many photos are, are uploaded every day to Instagram or how many new likes are sent on Facebook or plus ones on Google, the data or the statistics, I should say, about the social big data is truly impressive. And really, social big data or big social data, whatever terminology you want to use, I think started with listening platforms, with the Sysimosis and Radiant Sixes. How do we gain insight from all these conversations going on, right? And how do we protect our brand from a crisis similar to Heather B. Armstrong or at Deuce, D-O-O-C-E, started when she was basically bashing Maytag. And this was a few years ago, but I think that really started to get people to wake up to the fact that you need to monitor public conversations. And here we are today, fast forward a few years, we're in the world of social media command centers, right? I like to show the picture of the Dell Social Media Command Center. It's a really cool photo. But anyway, we, we you know talked about consumer insight of being able to analyze what people are saying about products, about your competitors, about industries, and all the insight that you can glean from that to be able to really provide targeted products and promotions to targeted demographics. The problem is it requires someone to not only acquire the data, and these are fire hoses of data we're talking about, but to also provide insight. There's a necessity for data analysts. And we already know that there's this new need for data analysts within a marketing department. But in the past, where did those data analysts sit? What department were they in? Does the IT department have any data analysts? I don't know. It's going to be different with each company. But these are some areas where we see this incredible amount of data, the need to glean insight from it. And at the end of the day, at the end of this presentation or this point, I launched into the social CRM, right? And I'm not talking about the social CRM, which is about creating a, a separate community on a website or a forum, what have you, about merging all the social data that your customer support department has, that your marketing department, that your sales team have, that your product development team has, that data should be everyone's data within a company. And that's a true social CRM. I don't think we're there yet. And in fact, if you look at the, the statistics, this is a, a little bit of an older statistic that I found, but you know, only a few percent of companies were really there yet, where everybody in the organization had access to that customer data. And that's where we need to go. That's where I think companies are going to go. And I think the more that IT professionals understand that, the more they can better prepare for that day. So I know that a lot of you listening to this are generally in marketing. And I think it's really important to share different perspectives from different departments because 
you know, just as I was saying in the Social Media Success Summit, that LinkedIn company pages are half run by HR and half run by marketing. With the advent of social business, internal departments have to collaborate more than ever. So understanding the role of IT and the way that I believe that IT can actually help you, whatever department you're in, and help facilitate some of the things that you may want to achieve is a very, very important one. And I think it'll really help you and your company maximize your social. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I'm going to sign off for today. Wish you all a great rest of the day, wherever you are in the world. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Maximize Your Social. We appreciate your iTunes subscriptions, ratings, and comments. If you would like to appear on this show or recommend content, please contact Neil Schaefer at neil at maximizeyoursocial.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.